Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Sport with Titus O'Reilly. And we'll wrap up Eurovision with special guest Ash London. Ash London! What a crowd. Mel, there's just one week left of this election campaign before all eyes turn to polling day on Saturday. And Channel 7 are sparing no expense. This election, Seven has the edge with the most advanced tech ever seen on election night. The screen of dreams. Wow. <laughs> the screen oh of dreams. Oh, my God, it's an iPad. <laughs> Here at Channel 10, the screen of dreams is just any screen with a viewer in front of it. <laughs> that is the screen of dreams. One day. <laughs> Look, the biggest issue this election, Mel, continues to be... The cost of living crisis. Cost of living crisis. Cost of living crisis. A stray cat crisis. <laughs> Look, the cost of living was the big topic at the final leaders' debate between Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese. The two made a real effort not to talk over each other. And we want you to engage, but not disrupt each other. Can we get an agreement? Thank well, you very much. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No notes. Uh, at least they were able to get a word in. You get the sense this Channel 7 viewer wanted to say more. For us and for the community, yeah. OK, thank you so much for that, Jeanette. Now, we had a room of undecided voters here. The result yep. here, though, has leaned Labor's way very conclusively. So Sit down, Jeanette. Sit down, Jeanette. <laughs> Sunrise were less interested in what the leaders said and more interested in how they looked. Their body language changed as the debate went on last night. Well, yeah. I thought that uh, Mr Morrison became almost pleading. Um, at one stage, I thought he was going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you may be projecting there. <laughs> well, look, at the end of the day, Mel, reaction to the debate was mixed. Some viewers were impressed, some were unimpressed. And one viewer was aroused. You know, at the end of the day, it's Scotty from marketing and a real man. A real man? <laughs> wow. Yum. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm just reading your body language and it's just a, just a little... <laughs> Viewer called Albo a real man, but ScoMo called him. He's a loose unit when it comes to the economy. Which is weird because being called a loose unit is usually a compliment. Well, don't take our word for it. Let's ask youth slang expert Tracy Grimshaw. <laughs> I don't think he understands that if he's talking to young voters, they actually think a loose unit is a good thing, you know? The loose <laughs> unit is the one doing the shots at the parties, holding up the bar, being a bit of a renegade. That's quite cool. Quite cool. <laughs> they should have called him the opposition leader from hell. That's yeah. what I wanted to call him. <laughs> Look, no one is in touch with the kids more than Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Taking tips to improve his form. Do you hold it like that? No. No. <laughs> it's you taking advice from a female. Wow. <laughs> Is this Q&A? <laughs> Look, in fairness for ScoMo, he doesn't hold a footy, mate. He does not hold a footy. Look, Scott Morrison, he wants kids to be healthy, Mel, and he's leading from the front. We want our kids to grow up with a healthy lifestyle. Day two of his road trip started with a pie. No, no, no. I think I'll be going for a pie. Look, so this week, Scott Morrison unveiled some major policies on housing and jobs. Whereas Anthony Albanese is focused on... $220 million aimed at... Uh, eradicating the yellow crazy ant. The yellow crazy ant. They're just, they're just ants that support the United Australia Party, so I think that's, that's how that works. 
Anthony Albanese has been making big policy promises, though I think the Vision Channel 9 chose made him look a little sarcastic. The opposition leader was in Darwin, pledging almost a billion dollars to strengthen Medicare. <laughs> almost. This week was the Liberal Party launch in Brisbane on Sunday. ABC News had full coverage, including half an hour before the event, though I don't think Greg Jennett had a full half hour in him. For our coverage, which runs for about half an hour, up to around 12 <laughs> noon Eastern Time, that's when Scott John Morrison, Australia's 30th <laughs> Prime Minister... You have to go to middle names, that's when you, when you know you're struggling. He calls him Scojomo. <laughs> Good, good one, Melanie uh, Dave Dobbin Bracewell. <laughs> no one got a better reception at the Liberal Party launch than Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. Okay. Well, I wish I got that reception in Kuyong. How's that? <laughs> oh, I really do. I really do. <laughs> Does he? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Look, Barnaby Joyce was this week defending the suggestion, Mel, that the Coalition has a problem with women. No-one is more welcoming of women than Barnaby Joyce. I'm looking at Kay Hull, the president of our party, and she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem too pleased yeah. about it. <laughs> Just want to thank her for those ripper scones she made. <laughs> and how did women find that answer? We've got further to go, and we continue on, the, we continue on with that work. Uh, it's all about preferences this election, and I take advice from Pauline Hanson. Pauline Hanson's made it very clear where she wants your number two to go. <laughs> going not on my doorstep again. Well, Mel, it looks like this election that the minor parties could be holding the balance of power, hopefully better than they hold their phones. Hi, everyone. It's Paul Rowe from Australian Federation Party. Much better. Yes. There we go. <laughs> well, the election's this Saturday, and after all this time, Tim, I don't know who to vote for. I'm not allowed to, but... <laughs> in theory. Well, if you weren't an illegal immigrant, Mel, <laughs> let me highlight some key candidates to keep an eye on on Saturday, yeah. starting with Garth Pywell, a strong voice. This is amazing. I see so much hope for change here. Closer to my mouth. <laughs> So much hope. <laughs> too close. Too close to the mouth. <laughs> the hope was lost. <laughs> well, look, most candidates have supporters in the background, smiling and nodding. Or in candidate Samantha Baston's case, constructing. Thank you so much to the Knox Freedom family. You've just been amazing. Um, <laughs> since I was connected with you, I've had people in your movement don't even know our letterbox dropping for me. And just I reckon it's in. So I, I think it's in. Hold the mic closer to the hammer. Closer to the hammer. <laughs> Still, at least she has someone in the background, Mel, which is more than we can say for Senate candidate Joseph Toscano. So, we're in the midst of the election campaign, and uh, if you look behind me, you'll see a, a tree. <laughs> Haven't got around to turning it into a placard yet. <laughs> he has since been caught branch stacking, so it is okay. closer uh, to my mouth. <laughs> well, what does Joseph stand for? Because my motto is be realistic, demand the impossible. 
but be realistic. <laughs> so he wants time travel, but he'll settle for tax cuts. So <laughs> uh, at least Joseph has a tree with him, Tim. More than we can say for candidate Faith Gerhard. I'm here at uh, the West Torrens uh, Memorial Park for a meet and greet, and uh, it's the third one I've done, and nobody's turned up. <laughs> Or as I call them, birthdays. No. <laughs> really more of an end grief. <laughs> Look, if you want people to attend your rallies, you've got to spare no expense. Yes. Like Great Australia Party's Steve Arrigo. Just saying hello to a few locals. Come down, have a drink of water. Let me know your concerns. I'm concerned about the lack of catering. <laughs> Just water? about the bar tab. <laughs> I love that he's saying hello to locals at 100 kilometres an hour. <laughs> Look, it's been a big week for candidate Steve Arrigo, Mel. Steve Arrigo from the Great Australian Party. Just uh, thought I'd do my first live. His first Facebook live, so he must have some pretty major policy updates for us. Um, getting a little bit worn for weather and tether for me. So I've got a little bit of a sty in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> a sty in the eye. <laughs> Weather and tether the sty in my eye. I sound like a freestyle rat. There's a fine line between campaign ad and telehealth. I think, I think that's it. <laughs> We've got to take a break. Back with more on the team team. for joining us after the ads. We know they can be frustrating, especially for this aviation engineer in New Zealand who was interviewed this week. Similar to an astronaut in space. Look all that's a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi Gogglebox has done differently now, hasn't it? Well, look, there's a lot of bad news in the world, but finally, Mel, we've got some good news this week. A high-tech Chinese spy ship is making its way towards Darwin. Great. Right, fantastic. <laughs> How good that. Look, it's a difficult subject, and don't you hate it when the person you're interviewing just goes on and on and on? Peter Dutton said that China's attempts to interfere with the running of this country is now worse than anything that the Soviet Union did. Would you agree with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some time to fill, so you're saying Peter Craig Dutton. <laughs> Speaking of Darwin Mel, we should acknowledge friend of the show Michael Gunner, who this week stepped down as the Northern Territory's Chief Minister. Michael Gunner, or as I know him, Kermit. Once again, this is what a lockdown means. If you live in these areas, you must stay home. There <laughs> we will miss him. We will miss him. Look, Natasha Files takes over as Chief Minister. Natasha Files was all smiles after her shock victory. <laughs> Four smile. Uh, that's that's you talking to the crew. <laughs> I love what's her name. <laughs> Look, it's fair to say the territory opposition, Mel, are not happy with the appointment. The opposition leader was denied the chance to refute claims made by Minister Files. No point of order. Uh, bull are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? To a current affair now, and. Uh, President who was upset about the moving of a power pole. He took matters into his own hands. The retiree brought his street to a standstill with a one-man protest. If you can go over just past the barriers. What are you going to do if I go here? You can't stop me. I can walk over here and talk to these guys. Go and rip someone else off. 
You lousy buggers. <laughs> what a legend. Phil was obviously annoyed. Two hours in and Phil's not budging. Three hours pass, four hours, and then at the five-hour mark, there's movement from the workers. Barriers are put around <laughs> Phil and the police are called. No way Phil was budget. Authorities ask if we know any way to get Phil to move, and maybe we do. A visit to his favourite cafe manager, Christina. Well, will you drive me down there? We'll drive you down. All right. <laughs> I just wanted a coffee. I love that. I love that. Well done, Phil. Back home in New Zealand and climate change is making news this week with experts stressing the need to adopt low emissions living. High emissions livelihoods are going to be more vulnerable to disruption. Act leader David Seymour experiencing a little <laughs> disruption of his own. Seamless. We're heading to the UK now where this week the Queen attended a Platinum Jubilee celebration to mark 70 years on the throne and she received some lovely tributes. There's been one constant heartbeat of this nation, and that heart belongs to Her Majesty the Queen. to check that heartbeat. Um, well, Mel, this is exciting. It's been another week dominated by crime, and so with that in mind, it's time for a brand new segment. Crime time! It's crime time! It's, crime time. it's a confusing thing. We're trying to battle crime, but we're going, ooh, fun crime! <laughs> but you can be rest assured the streets are safe. We've been patrolling the news for all the biggest crime stories. Certainly have, Mel. I'll take it from here. <laughs> our first... Our first I'll tell you what, there's a producer that may be facing criminal charges for this segment. Our first crime time of the week, Mel, is a couple who had a man break into their home but I can't work out if Clint, the owner here, is proposing a threat or an invitation. With husband Clint, they chased a thief from their lounge room onto the roof of their backyard shed. Come into my house, you're going to expect to be getting something. <laughs> 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 Sounds like good customer service. <laughs> now I'm all for cracking down on crime, Mel, but I feel like this was taking it a little bit too far. The 19-year-old alleged driver of this car is the one who wakes up to the police officer in his bedroom. In his bedroom? <laughs> seems a little much. Tucked in right next to you. Um, there's been a big drug driving crackdown in Victoria and this reporter shared his preferences. In that time alone, they have managed to catch 27 drivers uh, that were on drugs and no surprise that ICE was the main culprit. No surprises, it's so good! <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Got to be careful with crime time. Of course, there was one massive drug bust this week. They were hunting a cocaine kingpin and found this man. My name is Jimmy Blee. Real name, James. <laughs> Look, that's James Blee, Mel. He wasn't upset about being arrested. He was more upset about something else. Seemingly unfazed by the drama surrounding him. <laughs> you, you, saw, you saw that, did you? Yeah. Um, I tried three times to get onto Survivor and, uh, and they, they rejected me, probably on age. <laughs> or, or background checks. <laughs> I bet he's wishing he had an immunity idol now. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> That's the beauty of this segment. Look, 
to a minor crime on the Gold Coast, Mel, where residents are leaving supermarket trolleys on the pavement and one local councillor has his hands full. Council is cracking down on wandering trolleys, cluttering our oh, suburban no. streets <laughs> by implementing development oh, there's another approval one. conditions oh. for new supermarkets. Oh, you're kidding Magnetic me. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, this is out of control. Some of the methods suggested. Oh, for far out. That is unbelievable. Well done for that, man. <laughs> Our crime news is a little different in New Zealand. The unlikely culprit behind a late-night break-in in New Zealand has been exposed. Security footage from a small town in Auckland South has revealed the moment a sheep appeared to have an issue with its reflection before ramming through a shop window. Underbelly Auckland, it's a whole nother level. It's an amazing series, Mel. But to an incident in the US now. Remnants of a colossal fiery crash this morning. Now it's okay, everyone involved was okay, Mel. Though the reporter does not let the seriousness of the story get in the way of his amateur theatre aspirations. Two state troopers. One in this cruiser. Another in a police <laughs> in the sun. Working an accident early this morning on Route 1. It was sort of an ordinary accident investigation until all of a sudden a Ford Fusion comes along and boom! <laughs> boom! <laughs> well to that man. And that was. <laughs> now, before we go to a break. You've had a big weekend, Mel. I, I have. I went to the uh, Logies nomination ceremony on the Gold Coast. The Cheap Seats is up for an award most popular comedy. Well, we were. They have just seen Crime Time. So that is, <laughs> is in doubt. But the nominations were announced up on the Gold Coast, Mel, and we've actually found some footage of you at the ceremony. It's the 2022 TV Week Logie Awards nominations announcement and the stars are here. <laughs> what are you doing in the background of Studio 10? What are you doing? You know what? It was kind of humiliating because Angela Bishop came up to me and she was like, hey, can you be on the, in this shot? Mm. And I was like, oh, great. And she was like, in the background, please. <laughs> not even to be upgraded to the foreground of Studio 10. Well, you're not on the foreground of Studio 10. That's when you know things aren't going well. <laughs> Look, we're not just up for one show, Logie Mel, because, ladies and gentlemen, Melanie Bracewell is nominated for the Graham Kennedy Award for Most Popular New Talent. <laughs> This is exciting. Yes. A little bit of a slap in the face. <laughs> some of the other members of the, of the team seats. Can I just say, sincerely, just two things, how happy I am for you and how proud I am of you and no-one is more deserving of this award than you. OK, bring... No, there's an insult coming. Let's wait for it. No, I was just going to say what a shame it is that dual citizens are ineligible to win one of these. But if you could win it, Mel, I'd be voting for you. Um, you're up against... It's a crowded field. I yes. think we've got the other nominees here. There they are. Those are the other nominees. You'll recognise... Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, a, that is a crowded field. Tony Armstrong, of course, does great work on the ABC and the sexologist from Married at First Sight. Yes. Um, I think she wants it to be a three-way tie. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom. Oh, that I've just lost it there. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular new talent. Actually, well, you're in with a real shot, Mel. Can we go to the sports bet live odds? Melanie Bracewell, the favourite oh, at $2.50. Yeah. 
God. And I have put my whole salary on that, so if you vote for me, I could be doing well. <laughs> all the best, Mel. You are nominated and we're all rooting for you at the Logies. And uh, the campaign starts now. Yes, I've officially launched my campaign with a video. So, we're in the midst of the Logies campaign. And if you look behind me, you'll see a tree. <laughs> we're going to leave it there. We'll be back with more of the Chase Street after this. showbiz news from around the globe. So would you please welcome to the desk the Cheap Seat's very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM. It's Mel Tresina! <laughs> so good to have... <laughs> We've got a Mel fan in the house. Oh, that could have been talking about me. They're <laughs> <laughs> talking about you, Mel T. What have you been watching this week? All right, let's start with the latest episode of The Kardashians, a show everyone is talking about at the moment. This week, Kris Jenner <laughs> hosted a dinner party in her lavish brand-new house and took us on a bit of a tour. It's a real Tiffany lamp. Cute. That I got myself for my birthday. Did you already? Yeah. So this is the theatre. So good. This is my piano room. Love your gym. I love that it's really infused with her personality. Look at this. Wow. A walk-in crockery room. Wow. Yeah. Good to be prepared just in case the neighbours or 300 people pop by. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking she probably doesn't know you could just put it in a drawer. But anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's not what impressed this guest. It's like sensory overload. You've got to go see the refrigerator. <laughs> Must have one of those ice dispensers in the door. That's fancy. I, I think she'd just come out of the fridge in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the fridge, check out Pete Davidson in the freezer. I mean, that is, that, that is well worth a look. Uh, this week, while visiting her mum, we got to see Kendall show off her skills in the kitchen. Do you want um, the chef to make you a snack? I'm making it myself. Just got to chop up some cucumber. It's pretty okay. easy. You go, girl. Oh. Cutting a cucumber, easy. Or is it? Be careful, because I, I nicked myself the other day. Oh, no, I'm kind of scared. There you go. Don't cucumbers have seeds? Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely not a good cutter, so don't zoom in on me. I'm not professional whatsoever. Oh. Hey, chef, do you want to cut this up for her? I'll do it, Mom. <laughs> I reckon you should call that chef. I'm just going to have a drink of water. <laughs> Popular new talent. That's how you win them. That is how you win them. Uh, naturally, Kendall's being roasted on the internet with some help of some of her memorable quotes. My name is Kendall. I'm a model. My favourite part of the body is my height. This week, I continued my obsession with First Dates Australia here on 10. I'm a real sucker for people falling in love. This week, we met Robert looking for the man of his dreams. I feel like I haven't found the person that I want to be with because for a long time, I was just looking at it like aesthetics, whereas I think now I'm ready to really meet someone and connect on a personality level rather than just the way they look. Yeah, I wouldn't tell you date that. <laughs> Speaking from experience, it hurts. But don't worry, they connected on a personality level. Do you like camping and stuff? No, I, I'm open to it. Yeah. 
with, with a safe word, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we then met Jordan, who tried to put a positive spin on his date with Alana. We got along pretty, pretty well. I got to know her. I've walked away from it knowing who she is as a person. So even if it wasn't meant to be, at least he could say he knew exactly who she was. I need to quickly duck to the bathroom before we head. Uh. Can you do a big favour? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know what, what? her name is. <laughs> and can you ask her if she likes camping? <laughs> Uh, to the US now, singer Ariana Grande hosted a Q&A makeup tutorial on YouTube for her makeup brand, REM Beauty. And it's probably the most honest makeup tutorial I've seen for moments like this. So I personally love a really, really, really full coverage concealer because my eyes, as you can tell, appear to have been plowed by the dick of darkness. <laughs> that makeup had the same problem with you today. <laughs> and you didn't get a Logie nomination? Why? <laughs> oh, That's how I got the Logie nomination. <laughs> the <dick> of darkness. <laughs> and, the, and the silver dick of darkness goes to... Sorry, no. But I really feel like her team could have filtered the questions a little better. And while I'm doing this, I'm going to answer a question from Fuck Noosh. <laughs> uh, and speaking of needing better oversight, I was catching up on the latest season of Selling Sunset on Netflix. It's a show where high end LA real estate agents walk around doing nothing. <laughs> when I noticed something strange about Christina's blue hat, it's like amazing. Here, you can make it. Like the British. Double. Mm -hmm. Ways. Love like it. the British. You love it. Say hi. Hi. Oh, you can like practice it. Yes. I'm really excited that you threw this part. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Her hat completely changed in the next shot. Look at that. And, and now you're not wearing a hat at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Can we get the dick of darkness in here? <laughs> move things along? Eurovision was on this weekend, yes. and I know Ash London uh, will get you across all of the highlights of the competition. No, but, 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 but I mean, steal her thunder. <laughs> what have you got? Uh, I wanted to show you America's answer to Eurovision, the American Song Contest. You can tell they spent a lot of time working on that title. <laughs> Hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson, the show has a representative from each US state, and like the European version, everyone gets to vote for their winner. Superstars Jewel, Macy Gray and Michael Bolton were all present. At least I think he was present. Connecticut gets... <laughs> 298 points! Oh, wow. I think he's trying to remember if he left the iron on. <laughs> uh, and if you're thinking the American version can't match the weirdness of Eurovision, you'd be wrong. This is Oregon's entry into the competition. No, I can't give you love, give you love, but little push is That's living bad and bougie million dollar smoothies. Sty in my eye. <laughs> uh, the winner, sorry, spoilers ahead, is Alexa from Oklahoma.
don't know if she's crying from excitement or because her mum won't let go of her hand. <laughs> her song, Dick of Darkness, though. It was <laughs> Don't do my bad. Bon appetit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Alexa won the title of Best Song and a pretty impressive trophy. When you left the Graham Kennedy Award, <laughs> be careful. That's all we're saying. When I wrestle it from Tony Armstrong. <laughs> and that's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina! <laughs>
Wait for it. Here he comes. <laughs> That's, that's the screen of bad dreams. <laughs> uh, well, fans are known for being full on, but these Fremantle fans have taken things to a whole nother level getting these tattoos. They say flag mantle. Uh, here's I, the... I, I thought we turned that camera off. <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. It's on Titus's shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, said, that said, what, flag mantle? Flag mantle. Now, here, here's them explaining, uh, for lack of a better term, the thought process behind these tattoos. This flag mantle thing started coming on, commentators were mentioning it. Flag mantle! <laughs> oh, here we go. And Sam just goes, let's just get flag mantle on a leg. Um, and then we thought, well, what, a, what a good idea. <laughs> I, lo I love that he's in a blazer. Is he off to a job interview? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're formal guys and they've thought of everything, I have to say. Now, Fremantle have never won a premiership and they might not win it this year, so they've actually covered that off. What happens if Fremantle doesn't win this year? Nah, no convincing needed. We both looked each other in the eyes once the idea was floated and we just knew. We didn't we even knew. need any words. We were just like, yeah, that's happening. You might have noticed we haven't put a date there, which is kind of forward-thinking of us, so... <laughs> I don't think there's any forward-thinking involved whatsoever in that. See, that's the mistake you made with your Logies tattoo. You put a date on it and... If the sexologist wins, it's going to be very awkward. <laughs> Uh, now, Western Bulldogs player Bailey Smith got in a bit of a conversation with the Collingwood crowd on the weekend. Here he is. Big kick. Penny Bangle. Now, watch the guy he was doing that to. The face tattoo's a lovely touch. And isn't it nice he learnt their language to communicate with them? <laughs> America loves a Gatorade shower when a team wins, and they've really perfected it here. They go in to do it. Miss. <laughs> he needs a Nurofen shower. <laughs> That's a professional athlete. Um, staying with baseball and the Colorado Rockies scoreboard operator is going through a little bit at the moment. Here's something they put up before the game. This is the game notes to all the fans. It says, don't put up with anyone who is reckless with your heart. Life will be dramatically better if you don't pay mind to any heartbreaker. Wow. Unless it's the Pat Benatar song or the Mariah Carey song or the Led Zeppelin song. So, to sum up, song form heartbreaker equals OK. Real life heartbreaker equals tell them to scram. Oh. Now, that's a week. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I thought about texting all that to you, but I thought it was just easier to put it on the scoreboard. <laughs> no, I prefer you do it that way. Please don't ever text me again. Uh, sorry, I say text, but with you I have to be put through to the operator. <laughs> Switch in. Uh, all the pigeon. Beep, 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 beep. Sorry, Donna. <laughs> what is him saying? <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> the Bathurst 12-hour endurance race was held on the weekend, and check out this bit of camera work. was like a robot camera. It wasn't. It was a person. No, no, no. It was just a. It was a kid with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, is coming? this the bit where we say they're fine? Because they, they weren't. Titus <laughs> 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 O'Reilly does not represent the views of Mel and Tim. <laughs> 
doesn't even represent his own views. Uh, mixed martial arts fighter Joel Bauman has given the best post-fight interview ever. Last fight, I was tired. I was exhausted. I'm about to launch this NFT that's going to change the fight game. And I put in 30 all-nighters before that fight. I had herpes before that fight, two outbreaks. In the span of a week, I'm here. I'm healthy. Let's go. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've had two outbreaks of herpes. And he's into NFT. Oh, my God. Sounds like a backstory on The Voice. I know. I don't get NFTs, but being old, I don't get NFTs, but I was into herpes long before it was popular. <laughs> and on that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please say It's the event which captivates nations across Europe, Mel, with tens of millions of people tuning in across the globe. The Eurovision Song Contest! Now you want me? An absolute music guru, TV and radio host turned podcaster turned Eurovision expert, Ash London! <laughs> Lovely to see you, Ash. Thanks for coming on the show. Massive weekend of Eurovision action. Absolutely loved it. i got to say big ups to Sheldon Riley. He represented Australia. Absolutely nailed it. We've got some vision so you can see. They never like the things that I would like Because it's too... And of course, that was an N95 mask. Very fancy. It was lovely. It was a tribute to Milk Bar Doorways, which I thought was a lovely. <laughs> it was a, it was a lovely... That took me a second. These are things that hang down. But well done to Sheldon Riley, Ash. But I, I wasn't so sure about the chorus of the song. There's a hole in your budget. Delay, delay, I'm going to die if I keep hearing that over and over again. But well done to Sheldon Riley. Did well. Where did yeah. he finish? Um, he was in the top ten. <laughs> you have no idea, do you? No, he was in the top ten, which I think is very good for Australia. But he did only get two points from, like, the audience votes. Like, thanks to, like, like Europe was given a couple hundred to these guys, two points for Australia. Was that Joel Creasy in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just proof that, like, not even Eurovision really wants us there. Like, they're like, they know Australia... It's very confusing, what are you doing here? But he did a great job. It's weird that we're there, but a lot of European countries are obviously there, hence the name, Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what are the countries that caught your eye? Um, for me, when it comes to Eurovision, it's like the hornier, the better. So, oh, um, nice. big ups to Albania. They got kicked out early, but check this out. Oh, it gets better. Keep watching. That's what I'm talking about. There's the money shot. If you do... It's, it's, it's a fine line between song and consent training, isn't it? in general. It's so true. If you do want to see more from Albania, uh, check out her OnlyFans. Okay, great. Nice. Very, very hot. I also really love the Czech Republic. She was giving me serious, like, drunk girl in the bathroom with the club vibes. These are, like, my best friends. The Czech Republic to do this. I just love them so much. Like, okay, Molly and Tom, you're like my best friend. I love you. So 
get ready for that. Um, what what other countries were up in the running? Any others? Um, we had Ireland, who didn't do very, very well. But the funny thing is that not even really the Irish people were really cheering for them that hard, as we can see from this uh, radio duo. Like, we're a bit of a joke when it comes to Eurovision. Do you care? No, I don't care at all. But, uh, you know, I, I, and I said yesterday, so I can hardly take it back that I, I can barely tell the songs apart. But, no, I don't care particularly. Having said that, it would be nice to win. <laughs> Male after the Logies this year. That's your like... acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. I think Ukraine took out the Eurovision title. It was a great Eurovision. And of course, you've been at Eurovision before, Ash, as were you part of the jury? Yes, twice. So last year on the jury, actually, I was pregnant and my son Buddy kicked for the first time while watching Eurovision. Who, who did the baby kick for? Uh, it was actually Germany. Germany? Yeah, the worst and campest performance. Oh, right. So yeah. some months later, the baby actually came out of me waving a rainbow flag, going, Yas, Queen! <laughs> <laughs> um, which was really, really great. But um, while... I think he brought in a clip. Um, <laughs> come back to that. Um, but while we are talking about crazy stuff coming out of um, women's vaginas, mm. and, and the segue does work, so just keep rolling with me on this one, guys. Um, I want to talk Madonna. So we all wish, right, that our mums would stay off Facebook, right? Yeah. We need to spare a thought for Madonna's kids because this week she released three NFTs. I'm still not really sure what they are, but they're 3D models of her um, vagina. There's a woman who's locked out of a tree, starting from a small seed. What? Always pushing against the resistance of the earth. Oh my God. The endless weight. Yeah. That's the tree I filmed my campaign video. Most PG one we have. Oh, there's worse. Yeah. Way worse. And I'm Lebanese, so if anyone knows about an out of control bush down there, it is definitely me. <laughs> but that was way out of control. Tula Bula and Sula, my waxing ladies, not even they would know what to do with that. It's just a whole lot of something. But the craziest thing is it's actually sold for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I didn't know Titus had that much money. <laughs> Obviously doing well. Well, on that note, you can catch Ash on the Ash London podcast. So would you please thank Ash London! It's been a big show, Melves. How good was Ash London? Mel Trezina, Titus O'Reilly. Now, look, some serious news mm. to watch out for this week in the garden. One of those mushrooms is called the death cat mushroom, and that, unfortunately, has a toxin that will kill you. MasterChef took a turn. Um... <laughs> Apparently it grows out of Madonna's... Actually, we won't finish that. We won't finish that. Look, not all the experts are concerned. It's a great time for mushrooms. There are mushrooms everywhere. Mm, sounds like he's had a few already. <laughs> well, he gave, some, he gave some other confusing advice. You don't need to pull them out. You just need to be aware that they could be potentially poisonous if eaten. There's no problem with touching them. Well, then why are you wearing gloves? <laughs> Good point. Look, few things to get to before we go. There's been a rise in the amount of women entering the trades. Not sure I would have worded it like this, though. The biggest rise has been in female electricians, but don't be surprised to find women turning up under the bonnet of your car as well. <laughs> I think that would be a surprise. She was the camera woman at Bathurst. Um, OK, all right. Mel's um, had some mushrooms. Let's all calm down. Look, it's time now for... Viewer you can get in touch with us on our socials below. Now, a few people have messaged us pointing out that when you Google the cheap seats, this is what comes up. 
Now, there's a lot to unpack here. Since when did... Since... I'm more surprised people are Googling the cheap stuff. <laughs> Since when did you host the show with Chewbacca? Um, <laughs> and no image from Mel Trusina, but um, front and centre, there's a lovely image of Melanie Bracewell. And Titus O'Reilly, no mention. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, have you Kiwi hackers been hacking into the Google searches? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, we love seeing you watching the show at home. This was sent in by a fan. OK, so this is our show playing at the Mossvale RSL in New South Wales. I have it on very good authority. The RSL was full before we came on. <laughs> if you want to get people out of your RSL, put on the, che put on the cheap seats. I think we actually have footage of a guy at the RSL. That was on fleek, Tim. <laughs> oh, that's a load of crap. Yes, <laughs> load of crap. Wasn't it next week? Another load of crap. Yeah, 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 yeah.